Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Step Outside podcast. This is your host, Christy Keel Blackman, with the University of Tennessee Department of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries at the Institute of Agriculture. We are joined by three guests today who are going to tell us about a historic partnership between our UT Forest Resources AgriSearch and Education Center and the Nature Conservancy. So please help me welcome Kevin Hoyt, who is the director of the UT Forest Resources AgriSearch and Education Center, Alex Weiss, director of conservation for the Tennessee chapter of the Nature Conservancy, and Andrew Franks, who is an alumnus of our forestry program. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being here. Let's go ahead and jump in. I've given everyone a clue that we're talking about a a new partnership between the Nature Conservancy and UT. We are going to hear from Alex first, Alex with the Nature Conservancy. Alex, tell us about the bones of this program and what it means. Yeah, thanks, Christy. Uh, So, this partnership is uh, the first of its kind between the Nature Conservancy and, uh, and an academic institution. And essentially what we're doing is we are working together to help ensure that the university's forests are managed sustainably, they're sequestering carbon, and that they're also contributing to many, many other objectives that the university has and can tell you in much more detail, such as uh, education and research. So it's a really, really cool partnership that we've never done before, and we're super excited about it. Kevin, how how were you approached with this idea, and how was it implemented? Well, it was a long-term process. It took about two and a half to three years to uh, get everything in place, but Alex actually reached out to Dr. Brown two or three years ago. Um, he's on the East Tennessee Regional Advisory Committee for the uh, Institute of Agriculture, and basically told Dr. Brown about the program, and then Dr. Brown contacted me, and I was uh, interested in the program right away because of the opportunity for the carbon sequestration, the research, the revenue that we'll get from carbon credits. We'll also get the uh, forest will be certified under the Forest Stewardship Council and uh, many other aspects that would come as a result of the partnership. And when Dr. Shin got here, he fully embraced the process that we were still going through, and he championed the process to final historical signing this past November with uh, the folks from the Nature Conservancy. Great. Getting a little bit further into the details of what this partnership means We've heard from you that it's, you know, it's going to benefit the forest. There will be research and education opportunities that will continue as a result of this partnership. But on a day-to-day basis, what does the work look like that is coming from this partnership? Day-to-day, we had to enter into a memorandum of understanding with the Nature Conservancy. And from that point forward, we initiated the field work, which was establishment of almost 150 permanent plots on the UT properties that would allow for measurement of carbon and timber. And these are permanent plots, so we can revisit them periodically and we can build a big data set. And there's other aspects of the project that can be measured after the plots were established. We have an ongoing measurement project right now. So the other part of this is we are getting a forest management plan that we're working collaboratively together with, and we'll be undergoing some verification field audits in the coming months 
And when all of that is completed, we will be able to sell these carbon credits at some point. But in the near term, the whole project allows itself to research first and foremost because we'll have other projects that will come in as a result of this groundbreaking partnership. But also from a teaching aspect, we have established a demonstration plot inside the Arboretum with another project that sits on the research center. So the students will be getting some training in the measurement of carbon, which is until recently, uh, maybe the last two decades, has not been a big part of forestry curriculum. So we're hoping that the professors at UT will take advantage of this opportunity. And then there's also a Climate Smart Forestry Fund that Dr. Shin will be administering, that there'll be funds plowed into that that will allow for graduate research assistantships, professor research grants, and things of that nature. And Dr. Shin, like I said, he will be managing that project moving forward. Alex can elaborate on that a little bit more from the Nature Conservancy standpoint. What Kevin has described is a typical component of these projects, these uh, partnerships that Nature Conservancy has with private landowners and public landowners, where we work with them to conserve the forest and help them ensure that the forests are managed more sustainably. And so the Traditionally, what that means is that um, we help them develop or certify their the, the management of the forests under a certification program. In this case, it's a Forest Stewardship Council, which we consider to be the, the gold standard of certification programs. So that's one objective. The other, as Kevin mentioned, is to enroll their forests as a carbon offset project, where we're going to increase the amount of carbon that is sequestered from the atmosphere. We're monetizing that and selling those credits to companies who are trying to reduce their carbon and and minimize and mitigate their carbon emissions. So that's sort of a typical, uh, what we call a work in woodlands project, work in woodlands program. What's new in addition to that is the Nature Conservancy is setting up a fund, the Climate Smart Forestry Fund. And we are using that fund, or UT will use those funds to generate new research, to bring in graduate students and interns, and to conduct research around sort of the critical questions that are out there and necessary to be answered to help us better manage our forests, better understand the impacts of climate change, and to also mitigate those impacts. So that's that's what's so exciting. I said earlier that this was the first time that we have um, entered into into a partnership like this with a university around a carbon project, around a work in woodlands project. And so I think in some respects, it's only natural that uh, because of the university's mission that it has this research component. But I think for those of us that have worked on similar types of projects, it's, it's really unique. It's really exciting. And just can't wait to see what the results are and how we are able to engage students and faculty into this research and just uh, make it something even bigger, make it even bigger than what we had hoped for when we first started talking with UT a couple of years ago. And it couldn't happen in a better place than Cumberland Plateau and the Cumberland Mountains where the university's lands are located which are really some of the highest conservation value lands in the Southern Appalachians and really within the United States. That's great. It's really interesting that this program sounds like it's going to go full circle. 
we're protecting the forests and then our graduate students can come in and benefit from the funding that's coming and also do research and then contribute their knowledge to help regenerate and restore the forests and conserve the forests. Is that? Nailed it on the head. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's really interesting. There's another aspect. So we get the outreach piece too, because we're going to feature the demonstration project and or the folks from the Nature Conservancy at field days moving forward as well. So we can update. We can also kind of talk about some of the projects that might result from these plots being established because we anticipate that we're going to have future research projects being focused on the data that's going to come off of these permanent plots. So it's just a really great project that touches the whole land grant mission. And uh, that's what we're so excited. The revenue piece is great. You know, we'll have the additional revenue that will come back to the center in some form or fashion as well. That's excellent. Yeah, so this is really a very multifaceted program. Andrew, you are a recent graduate of our forestry program. Which concentration were you? I was in restoration and conservation science. You graduated in 2020? I graduated in May 2019. 2019, okay. So what is your part in this program? What have you been doing? So really starting this summer, I've been going around and collecting additional data on those carbon plots that they were referring to earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking at the ecosystem structure and function and diversity on top of what we already have just with the basic plots laid out. And how will that data that you're gathering be used? I think it will be used to kind of set those baseline numbers for future data collection and then also for teaching activities and I think some other research also. And so are you working under Kevin at the um, research centers? Sort of. I, I talked to Kevin and Dr. Franklin, Dr. Hodges, Dr. Quitt, and Dr. Buckley, and Dr. Yang. There's a lot of people <laughs> who have little pieces involved. Great. Alex, where do you see this going since UT is basically now the, the first model for working with the university? What do you see happening with this program moving forward? Well, I think it's just the beginning. I mean, you know, we're in the development phase of the project, developing the, uh, you know, the certification of the forest, developing the carbon project. We've uh, just started conversations around sort of identifying our priority research needs that we'd like to pursue. You know, I think over the next five years, we're sort of focused on, on the certification and carbon project in terms of the monitoring and verification. These carbon projects are really, really carefully audited by third-party independent auditors to make sure that, that the carbon is, that is being sequestered and the trees are growing as we said they would. So that's sort of a pretty um, standard process. And then, you know, we will be identifying research projects and working with the university to uh, implement these projects and bring in students. I think I'm personally really excited about that part because I uh, do a fair bit of hiring of new employees to the Nature Conservancy. And uh, this aspect of the conservation field, climate change, carbon markets is, is relatively new. And uh, finding there's a, a deficit of pros, uh, prospective employees that have that type of background. So 
if we can work with the university to really uh, bolster the training and increase the number of, of students uh, that have that background and graduating students that have that background experience. And this is real, real experience. And they'll, they'll be able to get out into the field. They'll be able to visit these plots like Andrew did. Um, that's going to be really important. And it's something that we in the Nature Conservancy don't very often, you know, we're out there sort of implementing the conservation work. We don't really get to work with the students and help to sort of train perhaps the next generation. And so that's really exciting. That is really exciting. And that's such a good opportunity for our department and for Kevin to have, you know, extra people at the Resource Center to help elevate the name of the center and bring more interest. How many acres are we actually talking about that have entered into this agreement? Well, we have 11,425 acres at the center, but we cannot count the acres that have building footprints or open fields and things like that. So I think we're somewhere 11,000 plus or minus acres. I forget the exact amount. It may be uh, 11,200 acres or something like that. I don't have the data in front of me because we do have roads and things like that that don't grow trees. So we can't sequester carbon on that. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, uh, as far as the timber harvesting aspect, since we're going to be certified under the Forest Stewardship Council, we hope that in the future, as we do our regeneration harvest and we do harvest timber on the center for regeneration purposes and research, and we get revenue when we deliver the logs or the fiber to the mills, there could be additional buyer interest in our trees that we put up for sale because they're certified. And there's a lot of companies that are looking for certified content for certain products that are manufactured. In fact, if you go to Starbucks and you look on your Starbucks cup, you'll see the Forest Stewardship Council icon on your cup as a certified content. So that's what we're hoping for as well. I, I don't know that we'll get more money for the logs. We could, but we should get more interest from prospective buyers from being certified. That's excellent. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but that's fascinating. And it's good that companies are wanting that high level of certification and wanting the assurance that the forests are being managed properly. So in wrapping up, I'll give each of you a chance to leave your final words Andrew, why don't we start with you? First, I'd like to know how you feel like being a forestry major at FWF. How has that prepared you for what you're doing now? Well, I felt like I had a lot of great opportunities uh, as far as working with different professors, just talking to them after class, outside of class, if they had any projects they needed help with. Um, I got to do a lot of different things while I was an undergrad, and I think that really prepared me. Because right now in this project, we're collecting a lot of different data on each plot, so I kind of have done each of the things before already. So that's very helpful. That's great. So you had the field experience before you got into the field. Yeah, yeah, but you got to talk to your professors about getting it. <laughs> okay, yeah, put in the extra effort. Yeah. Kevin, where do you hope to go moving forward with this project? What are you looking forward to? I think the biggest thing for us is having the permanent plots put on the ground because that's going to generate research interest and teaching. And with the revenue flow that will come in from the carbon, we should be able to improve our access into some of the areas where we might not have been able to get to before, you know, as we develop projects to get to certain plots and things like that. But it's a legacy project. It'll be long term. It's going to be for 39 to 40 years. And so the next people, the people coming behind me and 
this will benefit the other people moving forward. And the partnership with the Nature Conservancy is great because they are the most renowned, ecology-minded, science-based, nonprofit environmental organization in the world. And so the two brands mix great together. And I think that will also help with future carbon sales as well. Great. And Alex, the last word is with you. What do oh, you... Gosh, I feel like Kevin just said it for me as for... <laughs> Very kind. I was actually going to say very the same thing about UT. You know, there's no better, um, a more credible brand in the state of Tennessee than University of Tennessee. So, so looking forward, I am I'm I'm really excited about how this project has and its associate our association with the University of Tennessee. How we can together encourage more landowners to do these types of projects because. Really, you know, we have to. It's, it's of global significance. Recent study that the Nature Conservancy led identified that natural climate solutions, so like what we've been talking about, which is, you know, improved forest management, that these natural climate solutions can contribute up to 37% of the emissions reductions that are needed by 2030. You know, so that's 10 years from now, if we're going to be able to stop global temperatures by, you know, increasing more than two degrees Fahrenheit. So this project, it affects 11,000 acres, which is a really large area. But in the grand scheme of things, we have to find a way to make projects like this really attractive to many, many more landowners, many, many more millions of acres of forest. And so I think that's the next challenge. And I'm confident that with the intellectual capacity and resources of the university and the, and the Nature Conservancy that we, we can get there. Yeah, and so just to be clear for everyone who's listening, private landowners are welcome to your program. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. And if someone has land and they want it to be in the Working Woodlands program, how would they start that conversation? Oh, they could reach out to the Nature Conservancy, to the Tennessee chapter, and find my name there. And they can read more about it on our website, tnc.org. And uh, there's certain criteria that sort of make a project eligible. For example, right now, most of the projects have to be quite large, you know, in the sort of thousands of acres. But uh, we are actively working on different models that uh, would apply to tracks that are in the, in the hundreds of acres. So that's the direction we're going. And projects like this with UT are really going to uh, be essential for us to develop the tools for, uh, so where we can develop those types of projects. Great. We want to encourage everyone to visit the Forest Resources Agri-Search and Education Center. That's where the UT Arboretum is located. It's a fantastic area. It's great for hiking and birding. And we also want to encourage everyone to check out the Tennessee chapter of the Nature Conservancy for more information on this partnership. And we want to thank Kevin, Andrew, and Alex for joining us and sharing about this project and thoughts for moving forward. So thanks to our guests and thanks to everyone for listening. And please join us next time when we cover more exciting projects from the Department of Forestry, Wildlife and Fisheries. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. For more real life solutions provided by the UT Institute of Agriculture, go to our website at ag.tennessee.edu.